All right, welcome back to the big program. 801 in the Capital Region, 11 degrees, looking for a high of about 1819. Got a big golf tournament later today. We'll talk about that. But first, like to welcome in our Thursday co-host from 810 every Thursday will be former Oilers defenseman Ladislav Schmid. Laddie, how's it going, big guy? Thanks for doing this and thanks for coming in and, and being a part of the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh Obviously, new experience for me, yeah. but uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to get a little bit more to Laddie and kind of why he wanted to do this, what he's been doing, and what he's going to be doing. But every uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we uh, have a couple of guests for sure, and every day at 8 o'clock, we have Mark Spector coming in for On the Mark. Uh, Spec, how's it going, big guy? Thanks for uh, getting up. I know you sleep till 9 on Thursday, so how's it going yeah, today, buddy? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Usually 10, actually. Is that right? I get older, yeah. I can't sleep as long. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was greasing Laddie last night about now the fact that it's kind of on the the shoes on the other foot. He can kind of give it to you, yeah. like, like you were giving it to to guys over your career. Well, I hope my answers are better than the ones he gave us. <laughs> <laughs> already <laughs> shooting it. <laughs> oh my Gloves god! Gloves are off already, Spec. Wow, yes, sir. <laughs> love it, love it. Our, uh, our text line is. Uh, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you've got uh, anything you want to bring up with uh, Speck or Laddie, uh, shoot us off a text. But um, I'll just start things off. Speck, you were uh, yesterday. The uh, Oilers had a little announcement. Well, it's actually an NHL announcement. But Connor McDavid did speak. But uh, just your thoughts. And I mean, I guess that's the first one of the year as the uh, captain skates get going. But just your overall thoughts on on, on yesterday. Well, they're you know what this the NHL knows how to roll out these outdoor games, guys. They're they're. You know, when I look back at all the outdoor games, I wrote a piece yesterday uh, on, you know, what's going on in Edmonton. Like, Edmonton's was that first one in 03, and then they started in 08 in Buffalo, right, which was sort of the first quote-unquote winter classic that the league really ran. And now they're at the point, guys, where they're doing, are they not doing three a year outdoor games? There's a few, yeah. At least two every year. They've done them from everywhere from, Lake Tahoe to the Cotton Bowl. I was in Dodger Stadium for one. You know, they can do them everywhere. So it's a machine now, uh, and they know how to roll it out. So they announced it this summer. They sell a bunch of tickets. Now people are back in hockey mode. They say, hey, we're releasing more tickets. What they're saying is, hey, remember, guys, you know, buy some tickets to this thing. Let's go. And, and they know what they're doing. They're running out this show. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be lots of fun at Commonwealth, and I'm here to tell you by the time October 29 comes along. That place will be sold out, and uh, we're all going to have a good time there. They're real good at this, the NHL. They know what they're doing. No uh, senior alumni game. Did that surprise you? Mm. Do you think fans will miss that? Yeah, like, usually what they do in a lot of towns is once they go to all the trouble of putting that arena in there, Mm -hmm. I know in the States, oftentimes they'll play a college game, right? The local college team will play their rival, I kind of thought that they might run the Oil Kings out for a game prior just to get a, a bit of a test run on, like, for instance, you know, we always think, oh, how are they going to make ice in these places? The ice hasn't been the problem. What's been a problem in some places is sun, right? Mm-hmm. I know in Winnipeg, when the Oilers played there, sun was a problem. In Lake Tahoe, the sun was a huge problem and delayed them a long time. I thought they might run a game out on the Friday night or the Saturday night at the exact same time and just get an idea what's going on you know, with some of the elements, you know, you tell me, Laddie, we're, we're probably at a point where an Oilers alumni game, like all the old alumni that won Stanley Cups are getting too old for this thing. Uh, or if they had an alumni game today, it'd be all the guys from like your era 
I would think that the guys from your era would probably still love to play an alumni game, wouldn't they? A hundred percent. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking it the other, uh, think about uh, the other day, and uh, definitely. But I still think some of the older guys could could lace them up and uh, you know uh, be out there. Like fans still love watching mm-hmm. Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, Glenn Anderson, the, all these guys. You know, obviously they're not going to be the the fastest skaters out there, but <laughs> it's still their name on on the back of their jersey, and I, I think it would be. You know, if like you said, if you go through all that trouble to building the ice, uh, you know, outside, I, you know, I, I really think it would be beneficial if you, you know, the day before you could do the al- alumni game. That's yeah, alumni slash, game. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So go, go ahead, ahead Spec. No, go ahead, Spec. Well, alumni game, uh, uh, like even I always ice makers have always told me, and maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me if I am, but ice makers have always told me when you put a fresh sheet of ice in the best way to get that ice prepared is to have people skating on it, playing on it. And I know they'll have a couple practices where the, you know, the flames and orders will probably practice on Saturday. But to me, getting even the golden bears and the dinos playing, uh, when you put a fresh sheet in, those guys would give it a workout. I guess I'm just, I'm not complaining. I'm just surprised that there's really only one meaningful game on that rink. That's a lot of trouble to go to for one game, guys. <laughs> Did you find the ice laddie different, like, say, after the rodeo came to town or whatever? For Did you find the ice a little different? It was uh, very different, yeah. and uh, especially the smell was. <laughs> 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 the smell was great for uh, about two weeks at that, uh, the old Rexall. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't smell the beer anymore, but you smelled... Uh, <laughs> a little manure. Bo- yeah. A little manure, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think bo- both franchises have huge uh, alumni base, you know, so many names. And, you know, you wouldn't have to dress up all the older guys. You could mix it up with some some of the younger guys to give it some pace, you know. So, uh, you know, that's just my thought. Um, it's funny my, because uh, yeah. Tom Cornwall once told me he's a guy that used to run the old rink. Tom Cornwall, uh, he said, when we bring the rodeo in, we truck in five tons of dirt, mm-hmm. and when we take the rodeo out, we truck out four tons of dirt. <laughs> And the other ton just disseminated throughout the old building, sat up in the air on the speakers, on the pennants, and that's why it smelled in there, because there was a ton of rodeo dirt hanging around when the order started playing. Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Uh, I remember covering, we used to cover the CFR a lot, because mm-hmm. because obviously the Oilers were out of town for two weeks, yeah. and that was what we were covering, And uh, but... I don't know. I kind of got used to, and I like the smell, so maybe I'm a little indifferent. But well, you're from Saskatchewan, yeah. right? I think they call that Cologne, where you come from. Yeah, it just goes with the culture there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm not afraid to get in the barn, just like the Duke here. The Duke's a farmer. He goes in the barn all the time. Uh, texter Shanzi uh, sends a, a message in to our text line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. She says the whole reason I would want to go to the Heritage Classic. Uh, is to see the alumni. Now that it's not happening, I don't have any interest in going. So maybe there is a market. Uh, some people would like to see that for sure. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, listen, um, I don't know what to tell you. I, I have a feeling, like I remember Wayne Gretzky back in 2003, Kevin Lowe had to talk him into playing, right? Gretz didn't want to play it. You know, Gretz is that guy. He, you know this, Laddie, even a lot of the guys I know who are, are friends of mine who played serious hockey and played good hockey, they can't go out there when they're older and they're not any good anymore. Mm. And uh, Gretz is that guy. I don't think Gretz wants to have viz of him playing hockey out there these days. 
um, you know, just because he was he was so good, he was a great artisan in his day. Maybe he doesn't want to play now. I don't know about all the guys. I know Paul Coffey's in fantastic shape. He could play. Yeah. But, like, what's the, I guess to me, guys, what's the age limit on alumni? The guys want to play when they're in their 50s, pushing 60? I'm not sure. I guess it depends what kind of shape you're in. And, yeah, you know, I agree. You know, yeah. so. Uh, you can force them, right? So, yeah. It is what it is, I guess. But, for sure. yeah, just just for me. I, I would go for sure to to watch them to watch them skate around and and um, there's a, yeah and there's enough even in guys in your era laddie that yeah. are around and even you know push Jason Strudwick Strudwell I mean <laughs> Strutty that would sell tickets right there wouldn't it Yeah <laughs> I would go watch him <laughs> There'd be one guy in the stands uh, 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 Mark Spector on the mark our uh, eight o'clock daily segment here on Sports fourteen forty the Kevin Carey Show Ladislav Schmid will be our co-host from uh, eight to ten every Thursday. So uh, we're going to get much more with Laddie going in once we get uh, rid of spec and get through to Frank Cerevelli, our uh, headliner of the day at 820. Um, we talked about the uh, captain skate yesterday, and I think Laddie wanted to ask you, spec, just to kind of a, a thought process on that. So go ahead, Laddie. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I showed up at the Rexel place yesterday and I uh, saw Dave Pelletier. I was like, uh, you know, why are you here so early? And he's like, oh, we just had the captain skate, you know, full <laughs> attendance. And I'm like, wow, it's just like really cool to see for me. Yeah. You know, I, for me, it sends the message. Like they're determined, you know, they, they know they missed on an opportunity last year, you know, and they, they lost to the you know, Stanley Cup champions. And this year they're dialed in. And uh, at least for me, it sends the message that they are ready to go. So what is, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mark? Well, I think that, you know, listen, I see the tweets from all around the league and the captain skates all started on Tuesday around the league, but I haven't seen one personally that was as well attended. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you? Connor McDavid sends the note out to everybody. Hey guys, we're coming in on Tuesday, the 5th of September, uh, not the 6th, not the 8th, not the 9th. We're not trickling in here. Mm-hmm. We want to start this thing early. So I think it's a clear message from the captain of your team saying, saying this year isn't going to be like all the other years, guys. Right? You know this, laddie. Yeah. The captain skates start and a couple guys are late. And, oh, I got a visa problem. I can't come quite till Thursday. And, oh, gee, my wife has to do this. We're not coming till Friday. None of that's going on in Edmonton. All these guys are back. I, I, I want to say this. I want to be clear. Evander Kane's been a model citizen since he's been here. But he's always been a guy who's sort of marched to his own drummer, right? Mm-hmm. Evander's just that guy. That's his personality, and I think it kind of makes him different and a little bit cool. He's here bright and shiny on Tuesday morning for these skates. So, so I guess what it tells me is, guys, the captain – you know, and the best player in the world is exceptionally focused. And I don't see a single guy on this, on this roster. Who's, who's blowing off this uh, mandate to come here on Tuesday, the fifth, every single guy is here. I think that speaks pretty well for the culture, right? For the culture of what's going on on this team. All right. Let me play devil's advocate to both of you guys. It's a long season. Um, We're not starting for another month yet. Um, Can it be too much? Laddie, is it, I mean, these guys are going almost uh, full bore right off the bat. We all know that when they get to camp, but now they're going full bore, it seems, a couple weeks before camp and exhibition. Can it be too much? Uh, in my opinion, I don't think so. You know, uh, if it if it's going to get too much, 
I, I think they can step back and maybe just go for a round of golf altogether, you know, yeah. some team building as well. Uh, right on. You know, uh, but I, I don't think so. I don't think this, those skates are going to be very exhausting. Mm-hmm. I, I know they did a few drills and then they scrimmaged. Um, yeah, I was just thinking last night about this. Uh, do you remember when Nathan McKinnon, they got kicked out of the playoffs and he's like, I haven't won shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very upset about that. Yep. This is kind of similar message in yeah. a sense. Like they're like, oh, you know what? We missed out on opportunity last year. This year we're gonna start early. It's a full attendance and I love it. And I think it's a similar message. I think it shows like they're sick and tired of just knocking on the door. I think that's a good point, Spec. So again, even Laddie's saying about, you know, you don't we don't have to skate today. We can go we can come down here to the mall and go to the Wild West shooting. We can go golfing. We can do other things. So it's it's almost like the team is getting together uh, right away, even a little bit earlier than normal. So is that is that a good thing then, too, Spec? Well, I think it's a you know to me. Listen, one of the I know there's people out there that scoff at the word culture in hockey. Okay, I know that, and I don't agree with them. The right culture is is mandatory to win in, in hockey. That's just the way, you know, you never saw a team with a poor culture win. Uh, and that's what this is. This is a bit of a, you know, this is Connor McDavid and, and the Oilers leadership group growing the right culture. You know, we're, we're, this is how we're going to start this season, guys. This is not a regular season. Laddie points it out. I remember, I remember uh, Nathan McKinnon after they lost that series in the bubble to Dallas and, I mean, they they had a bunch of injuries. Mike Hutchinson was their goalie in Game Seven. Remember that Joel Kivi Ranta scored a hat trick on him. Um, Nathan McKinnon left the rink that day with a with a a different feeling than he'd ever had, and came back the next spring and said, "We're it's going to be different here in Colorado," and it was. And I think we're watching it here. You know, I can't promise you how the tale ends, guys. You never know, but I can tell you it's starting the right way. And if I'm an Oilers fan, I think I like what I see. All right, Spec, uh, we'll leave it there for today. I know you got uh, Gregor coming up a little later this afternoon, and then you've got uh, – we'll be back for one more tomorrow morning at 8, and uh, Gregor again tomorrow at uh, 4 – is it 4.20 or 4 for Gregor? Uh, uh, Gregor, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, sorry. 5 p.m. with Gregor yeah, every day. Right, yeah, 8 and 5. I, well, I don't know how I could forget that. But, how could um, you forget that? I though? don't know. Well, because you sent that text out saying it was a different time, and then it messed me up. <laughs> yeah, it messed you up. Yeah. All right, boys, well, listen, uh, laddie, uh, hang in there with Kevin. Uh, you're doing yeoman <laughs> service. I know it's not easy spending all that time. I know. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> all right, thanks, Beck. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Beck. Right, boys. All right, that's uh, Mark Spector for On the Mark. Uh, every day, 8 o'clock here on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. We're back, Ladislav Schmid and myself, on the Kevin Carey's Show right after the break with our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter, and that will be Mr. Frank Saravelli. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program, 820 in the Capital Region, 12 degrees, looking for a high of about 18 or 19. A lot of text coming in to our text line at 1-833-401-1440. A lot about our co-host on Thursdays, Ladislav Schmid. Uh, I'd pay to watch you, Laddie. That comes from the pill man. Laddie, welcome to Radio Man. Scoobs uh, sends this one out. Sure, looking forward to your, hearing your insight. I'm sure that you did hate it when you played for the Flames, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Tough question. Yeah. Tough question. I, I, I get asked it a lot. Uh, 
felt a little uncomfortable at first, but it's part of the business. But yeah, I'm, I'm more Oilers guy. Well, more. Yeah. I'm an Oilers guy. And yeah. one of the rare trades, few trades between the two teams. Rare, yeah, very rare. Uh, but my D partner, Steve Stales, was uh, yes. one of them. And I remember when Stevie called me when I got traded because I was in shock. And he's like, you know what, Lottie, it's, uh, you know, it sucks right now. Yeah. But it's part of the business. And it is, you know. Uh, you know, I had to digest that, but I had only a couple of days to do that. The the real challenge was walking into the Flames locker room, yeah. which by the way, probably looks <laughs> well, the same still. Not fancy. No, huh? no but uh, yeah, it was weird seeing like Mark Giordano, the guy, like I fought him, mm-hmm. swore at him several yes. times. <laughs> um, several guys around the locker room and it, it was just weird. But uh, like I said, it's business and those guys like warm up to me and uh, you know, I warmed up to them and they, I have really good friendships with Gio sure. is a great guy, Matt Stajan, you know, they helped me uh, to get established there. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't <laughs> smooth transition, but it, uh, they made it uh, much more enjoyable. All right. Time to bring in our headliner. The day brought to you by <laughs> Mr. Reuter. There is a reason they call them Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrreuter.ca. We bring in Frank Cervelli from Daily Faceoff. Uh, Frank, you're going to get tag teamed on Thursdays with uh, myself and Ladislav Schmid. I'm, I'm sure you've interviewed Laddie maybe over the years. Maybe you haven't, but if you've got anything you want to discuss with Laddie, feel free. So, um, when you saw the announcement yesterday, just we had uh, Connor McDavid speaking. We had uh, the NHL here in Edmonton. Kind of a kickoff, I guess, Frank. Uh, do you kind of feel that, hey, we're getting close. Hockey season's right around the corner here? Yeah, I'm uh, super excited also for that Heritage Classic game. I mean, it's going to be an awesome time of year to play it. Not, you know, absolutely freezing. Uh, should be a nice little chill in the air in late October right before Halloween and that'll be a lot of fun just to get, you know, the battle of Alberta, you know, flowing that way outdoors, a little pomp and circumstance early part of the season. Hopefully that can uh, energize and juice both fan bases and it should be awesome. Looking forward to that. And it's always kind of fun to see Connor uh, with a mic in his hand and, and, uh, and see him talking. Uh, I think he's gotten so much better and more comfortable in his own skin um, so that's been fun too. Was there, do you remember the, uh, the first game in 03? I was working. I worked the bench for the alumni game. I was on the Montreal Canadiens bench. Gene Principe was on the Oilers bench. Everyone was talking about how cold it was. Uh, I was just fine because the heaters were just pumping on the bench. Uh, Bob Ganey was sweating. Uh, he was just, I was standing beside him for three hours. Guy Lafleur, he was just sweating and you know, sucking back darts in between shifts and things like that. So <laughs> good old days, eh? <laughs> yeah, those are the good old days. So, do you remember that last one, Frank? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, that's really the genesis of the Winter Classic. I think the NHL had no idea what they were getting themselves into with an outdoor game, um, and it, it's amazing that it took from 2003 until 2008 that they finally transitioned and made that the big staple and focus of the regular season, something that really for the last 15 years has overshadowed just about everything else in the regular season, including all-star weekend and things like that. That was the marquee event popping in at unbelievable locations and ballparks, Fenway and Wrigley. And I mean, that was, but it all started right in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Frank, uh, we've got some text coming in, and a lot. Of, we were talking just with Specter a little bit before you about. Um, no alumni game this year. Uh, Kevin, the Kevin Lowe fan texts in and says, in lieu of an alumni game, I'd rather see a hockey fight between my boy Laddie and Spectre. That's, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people would like to see that as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on no alumni game, Frank? I, I bet there's a few guys that have come through the Oilers locker room over the years that would like to get spec for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, alumni game, as fun as it is, like it's not everyone's cup of tea. You know, you haven't played in 15, 20 years, whatever it might be. Like not all these guys skate regularly, uh, but it is a treat for the fans. I live in Philly, as you know, and uh, when the Flyers had the winter classic here against the Rangers to see <laughs> you know, 70-year-old Bernie Perrant in net. It was like, you're, you're never going to see that again in your life. So certainly something that, that. Um, the fans here really appreciated, and obviously they would in Edmonton as well with the all-time greats. I was discussing, Frank, we're just going to kind of uh, quick sidebar here with, with Laddie about you and your kind of career. And Laddie kind of brought it up to me about your transition as well. So he's kind of got a little a little question for you. And I had actually thought about it as well, but Laddie brought it up this morning and uh, he just wanted to kind of ask you this one. Yeah, it's a little interesting. I, I, I saw that uh, you step away from TSN and then uh, you went kind of your own way. Uh, what led you to that, if I can ask that? Yeah, I appreciate it, Laddie. Um, honestly, I I was ready to do something a little different. I feel like I had the best, if you want to call it, apprenticeship in the world, uh, working with Bob McKenzie and Darren Dreger and Pierre LeBron, and they really taught me how to act and how to how to talk to people, how to find information, and I, you know, I loved my time spent there, but at the same time. Um, I felt like I was being held back in some ways and wanted to do my own thing, create something different, um, put my own spin on it, and also not be tied to the shackles of working for what at the time is still uh, connected to teams and, and as a partner um, in terms of media rights. Like you, they still had regional packages that they were dealing with and you can only say certain things and not to say that I'm, you know, some, you know, controversial figure or anything like that, but I think at, at certain points there is pressure on you to sort of speak and act as they want you to. And I just wanted to, you know, do something a little different and have the, the nimble creative ability to do that. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's a great answer. I, you know, I can re- rely uh, relate to that a uh, little bit in my, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in hockey and coaching too. You know, it's uh, um, how can I word it without being offensive? Yeah. Uh, I like to do, I like to do things my own way, and yeah. it's not always gonna be. You know, I, I don't want to say I. I'm not good with following orders, yeah. but uh, you know, I've, I have I have followed someone or some kind of schedule my whole life. So, if I can step away and start doing my own thing and be my own boss, I would prefer that as well. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. Vladislav Shmid is our co-host on Thursdays here on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440. Our 
Headliner of the day is uh, Frank Cervelli from Philadelphia. Uh, Frank, can, I mean, we I, we had the announcement here yesterday, so you know how hockey crazy things are at this in this part of the country. Can you feel it out east on the eastern seaboard as well, or does it take a little while? I mean, we got NFL coming up tonight. Is it just going to take a little while to kind of get some traction out there, or how do you see it? I think it's market specific. Uh, in my town here. First off, no one's expecting the Flyers to do anything this season. Everyone knows they're rebuilding. And, and also, it's just the Phillies are leading the wild card. The Eagles are a Super Bowl favorite to get there. Um, the Flyers and hockey are sort of well off the radar. But I think it depends on, on where you go. Like fans in Boston, even though the, the Patriots are, are opening uh, this weekend against the Eagles, like people are looking at the Bruins saying, well, what are they going to be like since Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci are gone. Um, you know, in New York and New Jersey, just up the road from me, they're looking at two teams in their own market that are they think are authentic Stanley Cup contenders after, you know, some deep playoff runs by both those teams in the last couple of years. So um, I'd say in the U.S. it's definitely market-specific, but you can tell, you know, as I make my way across the country from – Vancouver to Montreal like it's it really is you know you can you can tell that the appetite for it is there it feels like since this was our first normal off season in a few calendar years because of the pandemic that everyone's like okay this is a little bit longer than we're used to waiting to get back to puck drop our roto rooter headliner of the day is frank cervelli on the kevin carey show with ladislav schmidt on sports 1440 uh we never talked a little uh, a lot about boston on tuesday frank what is the feeling you get there with all the changes and uh you know kind of the uh, changing of the guard if you want to call it that in beantown it's going to be fascinating because this is a bruins team that I think is still pretty well prepared for success. I mean, just look at the standings. And last year was lightning in a bottle, once in a lifetime type season. And the amazing part about coming off of that season is they had 135 points. They could win 18 fewer games this season, just about, and still end up at 100 points, which for most teams in most years, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a successful regular season. And I think there are legitimate question marks about their center ice position. You know, you have Charlie Coyle that's going to be asked to do a lot. Um, And not to say that he can't handle it, but that depth part of their lineup has been eroded in a big way. And and you're asking Pavel Zaka to do a lot. Mm -hmm. But when you have a foundation of David Pasternak and then you look on the back end with Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy and their goaltending was so flawless last year, they still have the pieces that are in place to be in that contender category, I think, um, for a team that, as yes, they're cap-strapped and yes, they don't have very many assets to trade, but perhaps they find a way to improve as the season goes along. I totally agree. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they, we talk about culture, right? Uh, with, with specs and they, they've built this culture and this aura around the team. You know, they're, they're winners. They, how ha- they know how to win. And I, I know last year didn't go the way they wanted in the playoffs, but, but still like they, I, I know they, they lost two 
big pieces and sentiment position is especially very important. But like like you said, there is some other players that we we forget about really. Like starts with the back end, their back end is really, really solid. Goaltending is really, really solid. Yeah, some guys are gonna be uh, asked to uh you know to step up and and fill out fill up the fill up big big shoes. We don't know how that's gonna go, but I think the culture and, and you know the winning culture they have there and the work ethic and you know a lot of the guys know what it takes to win. I think it's gonna help them big time, and I, I think they just gonna be they gonna be fine, in my opinion. Go ahead, Lenny, Frank. How much do you think it helps getting someone like Milan Lucic back, even though it's a one year deal, but someone that was just another familiar face from the first part of that Bruins team to sort of help from a leadership perspective bridge the gap from Bergeron to the next group? I think it's huge. I think that this is exactly why I think they're going to be fine. They know what they're doing. The management know what they're, what they're doing. Uh, this is not something, oh, we're just going to bring Luch, just, you know, end his career there. I think, you know, this move had a purpose, and the purpose is, you know, bring bring a leader back who is familiar with the city who is familiar with the organization he knows the boys he knows the he knows the ring and you know <clears throat> luch is not what it once was but he can still provide decent minutes he is fearless out there he is tough he's going to go to tough areas he's going to play the right way and that's what you want want from your leader so you know i i think very smart move by the burns Frank, uh, do you see anything else that's kind of catching your eye uh, as we uh, kind of close out the week and, you know, get ready to, you know, we're getting closer and closer. We've had the captain skates here, but anything catching your eye out east that we can uh, kind of discuss? I, I have actually yeah. a question yeah. from, for, oh. for you, yeah. Frank, before uh, uh-huh. you know, start. What is it? What are your thoughts on uh, Jake Sanderson contract? Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, there you go. We think alike. That, yeah. that was that was certainly something that was eye-popping, I think, um, especially from the Sens fan base. Um, I love the deal, and a lot of people have said, okay, 77 games into his career, can you imagine you know, handing this guy a $64.4 million deal? The answer is yes, and the answer is because if you watch him really closely, all the different ways that he can impact the game, it's so significant. Let me throw a stat at you. Since they started tracking ice time back in 1998, so we have 25 years worth of data, the only two defensemen in league history to average more than 20 minutes a night, more than two minutes a night on the power play, and more than three minutes a night on the PK before turning 21 years old are Drew Doughty and Jake Sanderson. Hmm. So <laughs> Good <company. laughs> he's an upper echelon player that's only going to get better and better. And when you look at where the salary cap is going from here, it's 83 and a half this year. It's a formula now, and it's in the CBA. It's 87 and a half the following season, and it's going to be around 92 the season after mm-hmm. that. And then it relinks back to revenue. So in pretty short order, like halfway through Jake Sanderson's new eight-year contract, the NHL salary cap is going to be at a hundred million a year. For eight million bucks a year, you have a top-flight 
number five overall pick defenseman locked up. And more than that, you have your entire core, the future of the Ottawa Senators, all locked up. Tim Stutzla, uh, Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat. These guys are all Josh Norris. Norris. They're all in place now for the next eight, seven, eight years that there aren't going to be any of these big question marks once this Sens team finally turns over and, and gets into the playoffs. Yeah, Norris yeah. is the fifth of five guys at, at $8 million basically till the end of this decade. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're all really good players, you yeah, know, impactful sure players. And uh, I have the same thoughts on the contract. Uh, I was very, like, it's unbelievable how flawless his transition was mm-hmm. to the NHL. Like seventy-seven games, and those big minutes. It wasn't easy minutes. He was he was tasked to play against the top lines, and yeah. you know, at that age, he showed a lot of maturity. Maturity, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's well deserved, and that that contract's gonna. I I think unless something unexpected is gonna happen, but I I think that contract's gonna age very well mm-hmm. you know and he's he's gonna be a big piece he's gonna be the cornerstone corner, corner on uh on their defense and yeah like i said and i i guess they're they know what they're doing too like you said guys seven yeah. eight years five guys locked at around eight million dollars wow uh, yeah you know, all they, the pieces they, are in place there yeah for sure. they yeah. they gonna be they gonna be a force in the future for sure all right frank uh thanks for doing this uh have a great weekend i hope you can uh, spend some time and do some things that you want to do is because i know you're going to be swamped here for the yeah. next six seven months so uh, appreciate this uh and we'll talk to you on tuesday sounds good have a good weekend guys all thanks, right frank. that's our headliner of the day brought to you by mr Ruder. there's a reason they call them mr for all your plumbing needs you can go to mr Ruder.ca. It is 8.38 in Edmonton. This is the Kevin Carrier Show with co-host Ladislav Schmied. We're back right after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program, 841 in Edmonton. Kevin Karius along with Ladislav Schmid. He will be our Thursday morning co-host from 8 to 10. Laddie, well, so what did you think of your first uh, couple segments of uh, radio? You got, I mean, you, Specs started greasing you right off the bat, and then you get Frank, and he's giving it to you as well. Yeah, some big names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope I didn't screw up too much, but uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty comfortable. Well, you make good. it. Very, well, very easy to be appreciated. here. Appreciate so it, yeah. You. So, I mean, we're going to have some fun. We'll tell some stories. Uh, it's going to be just you and I here for the next uh, couple of segments. want to mention that the um, Canada Sports Hall of Fame class was in, announced today for the induction for 2023. Now, in that class is the Ferb Four, Team Randy Furby. So the curling rink from uh, Edmonton as they won uh, the four Canadian men's curling championships and five consecutive briar appearances from 01 to 05 so wouldn't you know it we have randy furby on today at 10 o'clock he'll uh, join us uh, he's going to join us from f- home as he's a little bit under the weather but obviously a big highlight for randy furby uh because he and his team of dave nettowin scott pfeiffer and marcel rock are going into the canadian sports hall of fame very well deserved and uh, we wish them all the best. So, uh, our text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, and tons coming in uh, regarding our uh, new co-host and uh, the, that last one. The tilt between you and Speck was pretty good. You enjoyed that one, didn't you? Yeah, Santa, right? Santa. <laughs> well, the only thing though, have you ever seen Speck's hockey helmet? No, never. Okay, can he skate? <sighs> That's a loose term. It's a loose term. Well, um, if you criticize hockey players, you should be at least. 
He's able to skate. He's uh, he's a wandering type of defenseman. Maybe sometimes he's he a would, defenseman. He thinks he is. He's more of a, a wandering type that ends up maybe a little too much in the offensive zone. The next thing you know, that's three on one city. And well, so he's a modern, modern, modern defenseman. A modern yeah, defenseman. Not like you. Yeah, yeah. you were the guy. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, staying back. <laughs> you were the guy staying back for sure. Uh, so we could pair up together. Uh, yes, you could. Yes, yeah, yeah. because you would bail him out all the time. This comes from Blake. Hey, Mr. Schmid, do you still barbecue every day? That comes from, <laughs> from Blake-eyed Blake. I barbecue a lot, yes. Every day uh, still or what? Not every day, uh, you know, not that much time, but uh, I barbecue a lot. I'd say three to four times a week. Right. And kids love it. Kids, what, lo- kids love it. What's your specialty? <sighs> barbecue chicken, ribs, yeah. steak. Steak? Uh, ro- rotation, uh you know, chicken wings as well, whatever. Do you, whatever. Get, do you get into the, any of the fancy stuff and marinades and all that? And I, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, <laughs> I do sometimes when, when, uh, when I know I'm going to be barbecuing ribs, I, I go on Google the night before and I, I go through the marinades and the dry rubs and like, yeah. what, what is the, what is the best? And sometimes, the, uh, sometimes I kind of misstep and, and uh, pick the wrong, <laughs> Wrong flavor, but most okay. for most time for most parts it it, it work out well. You know? So, do you have a bit of a smoker system, or what, how do you cook your ribs? Just slow and steady, yeah. you know, slow and steady, so it just falls off the the bone. Uh, the ribs are kind of a newer thing for me. I think I, I have to buy a different barbecue for mm-hmm. that. Uh, what is it, Stagger or could uh, Traeger. Traeger, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Traeger. Yeah. There's a new I'm, sponsor for us. Could be yeah, sponsoring yeah. the Ladislav Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might go that way, but for for now, my my barbecue is uh, is fine for that. But you know, if I want to step up my game, uh, I might I might dive into that. Yeah, and again, it's the low and slow process. Ribs are tough, and you, I think a lot of people don't. You got to put them in foil for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's art. I, I I actually more than barbecuing. I enjoy baking for my kids. Cool. Well, that, yeah. you know what? We're gonna have some good segments here. Uh, oh. I'm gonna show you a couple things on on the internet that I've kind of done with our old neighbor uh, Olga Natchik. Oh, uh, we made cabbage rolls one day on oh. on air at Global. And we made pierogies on air. Oh, I like pierogies. Yeah, well, we'll be bringing them in. We've got this. So this is a whole new segment. We're going to we'll line up some cooking suppliers to talk about that. So uh, our text line, one 401 1440 This comes from Kendall. Welcome, laddie. Was a big fan of yours when you were here. Happy to hear you on the radio airwaves. Uh, the one that I wanted to get to again that was, uh, I don't know, uh, Duke, can you pull it up? I think it was from uh, Sean Z. If I can find it again, because uh, they were talking about not uh, with the alumni, which was a bigger thing. Can you find that one? And, and just uh, if you can read it about that, they're kind of missing the boat, the NHL on this. Do you yeah, I got, I got you right here. This one yeah. coming from Shawnzy this morning. Uh, doesn't have to be the really old Oilers, uh, Oilers talking about the alumni game and the lack of it here. Going back to your guys' conversation with Spec, this fan base would love to see guys from the 90s and 2000s. They're missing out on a big payday. Think of the great matchups you would have. Smith versus Iggy, Kipper versus Cujo, Regeer and Hemsky. Do the game day. Uh, do the game the day before as a ticket add-on. Uh, yet another example of how the NHL fumbles the bag. Okay, Rigier versus Hemsky in uh, like <laughs> old rules or the newer rules. Oh, good one. <laughs> because yeah. that's a big that's a big difference. <laughs> so yeah, hooking, slashing his hammer was flying by. Uh, him. He would pick hammer up on the, <laughs> at the blue line and carry him to the corner and just smash him against the boards and it was like, oh god, poor kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then he. 
had a battle with Regeer for years and years and years. Alashamsky did. Yeah. And he never backed down once. No, I I don't think he gets enough credit for not just against Regeer. Regeer mm. was. You know, we, we play, just saw we, it more. We, yeah. yeah, we played yeah. him a lot, but I I have a lot of respect for Robin Regeer. You know, I I watched him. He was one of my role models. You know, when I established myself in the NHL, he played the right way. Yeah, physical, stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, he made it hell for the for the for the opposition, yeah. and uh, you know, and Hammer was one of those guys. But Hammer never gets a lot of credit of. He never stay on the ice. He mm-hmm. was hurting. He would scale up the ice, and next year he would be right, right against him, and you know he would try to do his thing. So, yeah, uh, it was a great, great battle. You know, back in the day, those, those, those battles between uh, Edmonton and Calgary, they were magic. They were. <laughs> it's like, yeah. There was fighting, huge hits, screaming, even fans getting into it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit different now. I don't mm-hmm. want to say. Worse, well, it's, but it's just different. It's different. It's yeah. less. And then even last year, I think, you know, they had a couple games early in the year, mm. and that was it. I think the last game was in December against Calgary. Never yeah. played them again or something like yeah. that. Um, this text comes in from Jordan. Um, and this these are some of the things we're going to talk to Laddie about uh, over the course of uh, today and even moving forward. So uh, from Jordan, always wanted to know what made Laddie plant his roots long-term in Edmonton. I think it's awesome. So discuss that. Well, uh, so I am remarried now. My first wife, uh, my first wife is from here, and I, I have twins with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to school here. Uh, you know, they're Canadians. You know, can't yep. change that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love Canada. I, I love Edmonton. I have a lot of friends, and like I said, my 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 kids are very familiar with Edmonton. They they feel comfortable here. I like the schooling system. Uh, you know, so uh, after I was done playing in Europe. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't see my kids as much during my last five years playing in Europe, and uh, you know, it was really buying on me. I could probably play another two years, three years, but uh, like I said, that the kids would come less and less because mm-hmm. you know they're in a now they're in a grade four. Uh, but the school is getting more intense, and I didn't want them to miss too much school, so I just made had to make a easy decision to to quit hockey and and move back to Edmonton to to be close to them and uh you know I my I I have a 2-year-old son with with my uh, you know second wife mm-hmm. and uh, uh it's just awesome to see how close the kids are you know uh when they come when they come to our house you know we have a share custody and, but yeah. when the older ones come the little guy is just Ecstatic. Yeah, he's probably just sick and tired of me and his mom. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, so when he sees new faces, and especially uh, he's got a special bond with my daughter and with, with my son, and it's just great to see. So I, I don't regret anything, uh, you know, about quitting hockey. That's a great, great story. Very, uh, very heartwarming for sure. From Chewy, love hearing you, laddie. Uh, Pat in the park, great job, laddie. Uh, Lalo, the people demand more schmied. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. I mean, it, it just begs the question: uh, like, who's Jason Strudwick? We don't even remember him anymore. You're Ooh. just taking over. You're taking over from Struddy. Oh, Struddy. Uh, I love Struddy. Yes, yeah, which, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, teammates of all time. That's kind of the one thing I wanted to talk to you about here in this segment. So, what was it about? that relationship between Jason Strudwick and yourself that fostered and developed and and continues on to where now you guys are still very, very close friends. Uh, when Strudwick, like, 
he's a great mentor. When when he came, I was still young. He was older. There is this positive energy around him all the time. He's in a good mood. He was <clears throat> back in the day, even when he played, <clears throat> always in a gr- great mood. Always uh, playing the right way, doing the right thing, uh, being a pro. You know, it's. I was very lucky to be around guys like that, and you know, Strutty. Uh, you know, I don't want to pump up his tires too much because he's going to be really cocky and then Shona has to put up with him at home. You know? um, but honestly, one of the best guys I met in hockey, uh, his dancing helps a, a lot too. He can do the warm. For six four, six five guys, it's pretty impressive to see him down on the floor. And uh, But yeah, again, uh, I'm very, very happy that I got to know him and I'm, we, we're, still, we're still friends, uh, you know, now and yeah. I can I can say enough good things about that guy. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned his dancing. It is it basically his legend, and I'm it sure is. you've seen it many times. Yes. Well, he defaults to the one move, which is pretty impressive. But it's still, he should you know widen his horizon a little bit and mm-hmm. maybe watch some, take some classes, or maybe just you know <laughs> watch some other movies. But it, it, it is it is pretty impressive. But. I think everybody in Edmonton saw it already. Yeah, exactly. Texter uh, Cheddar here, as we were talking about it, uh, it says, tell Laddie to look up Alberta pellet smokers. Uh, they'll show you what you can do with a Traeger or any pellet smoker. The whole 1440 crew will want one. So maybe he's... Thank you. Maybe he's I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, know. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this All comes right. from uh, uh, Doug. <laughs> Sorry, guys, just tuned in. Vladdy, are you still working with Luke Pierce and the gang with the Oil Kings? Another topic we were going to talk about. Uh, if so, how did you enjoy or are you enjoying working with the coaching staff? Yeah, I'm... I'm still uh, still with the Oil Kings. I just stepped back a little bit. Uh, you know, I went through some personal stuff, and you know, I just realized I had to take uh, care of myself first, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, spend more time uh, with my family as well. So, but I'm still working with them. I'm more more in uh, in a role that I'm gonna be involved with the young uh, young defenseman, which started. Uh, this past week uh, during the camp and yesterday I did some work with them but yeah I I, I enjoy working with Luke he's a very intelligent driven guy uh, Search is there Chipper uh, Josh all these all these guys it's a, it's a great group uh, I, I know it was a challenging tough year last year mm-hmm. but that's how the junior cycle goes I wasn't very aware of that but right. uh, now I now I am <laughs> trust me some sleepless nights but uh, <clears throat> it is what it is but uh, I, I think um we are set up better for this year, definitely, and should be a better better year for the for the Oil Kings. But like I said, uh, you know, I, I forgot to mention Kurt, uh, the Kurt GM, Hill. yeah, Kurt yeah, Hill, Kurt Hill uh, great guy. And uh, you know, I mentioned my personal struggles, personal issues. It's not a big secret. I mm-hmm. went to to the treatment for alcohol and drug abuse, and um, yeah, they were there for me, there, there for my family. I cannot thank thank them enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Great group of guys. And we're we're <clears throat> going to talk about that in the weeks coming, and yeah. how you know where you were, where you are, and 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 where you want to be. But yeah. uh, we'll have lots more. I the texts are just and they're coming in so fast and furious for for Ladislav Schmid. The compliments are crazy. We're going to get to some of those uh, after the break. But uh, time now for uh, the uh, 855 Sports uh, Update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. Uh, Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. You can go to uh, maauctions.com for all the information that you need. Here's the Duke.